the same old tune, fiddle and guitar. Where do we take it from here? Rhinestone suits and new shiny cars. It's been the same way for years. We need to change. Hello, welcome to News 9 Podcast. Ask with Bell and Chip Miller. Chip, the streak continues. Everything is up yeah. again today. Pretty good day. Uh, corn up four, beans up three and a quarter, uh, wheat up 11 and three quarters. So, uh, and all this in spite of some tough talk this morning from President Trump, who uh, kind of threatened to uh, put a tariff on all 500 billion, every item that uh, we import from China, he threatened to just tariff everything. Um so, you know, normally you would have thought that maybe Beans uh, would have uh, taken a beating because of that. They didn't. They did get pulled off the overnight highs. We were in lower territory for a while. Closed higher across the board. So it uh, goes to show you uh, that just possibly we've digested the most bearish news at this point. And, uh, you know, remember that USDA uh, report from a couple weeks ago kind of had the worst case scenario as far as bean demand anyway. So pretty good uh, day and week for the week. Corn uh, up 15 and a quarter uh, for the week. Higher close for the week. It's been a long time since we could say that. Wheat uh, up 19. Beans up 30 and a quarter for the week, almost 50 off the lows. Um, and if you look at a chart, we really uh, haven't gone very far. It just shows you the magnitude of uh, just how far we've dropped um, this uh, bean market, but a uh, pretty good week across the board. Some rainfall around. It's just has been pretty scattered pop-up showers. There's been some severe stuff, some tornadoes obviously in there and um, Iowa this afternoon, uh, some tornadoes in Indiana. Uh, so there's some severe stuff in that stuff and wind as well. Uh, but it hasn't been nearly as um, widespread as what's been needed. There's still dry pockets. Uh, the clock's ticking on this crop. It's cooled down, uh, but it's getting awful dry in some areas. Uh, not a lot in the forecast. Crop conditions on Monday, if you remember, we're down 3% on corn, 2% on beans. That was more than expected. Um, so we'll see. So all about the weather and trade, but we've got a nice weekly close uh, for higher. We've got uh, maybe the funds wanting to uh, get out of some short positions. So this strong close, unless there's a big change or a much wetter forecast on Sunday night or Monday, uh, probably just generate a little more buying momentum and kind of feed on itself. Also saw a cut this week in the uh, Brazil corn crop slightly, uh, and expectations are shrinking for the uh, Ukraine and European corn crops. So we're the only game in town. Demand's good. Export sales are pretty good this week in corn. The things are looking fairly bright in corn. Obviously, there's a big crop coming. We don't know how big yet. Uh, we still got to deal with that. But the demand side of this thing is really, really good on corn. Um, you know, wheat had a really strong close too, up 42 cents from the lows 10 days ago in wheat, up 19 cents in Chicago wheat for the week. Um, strongest close we've had in, uh, several weeks there in wheat, uh, same issue there. We're the cheapest game in town. You know, ideas kind of shrinking on the Europe size of the European and, and, uh, uh, Ukrainian, uh, wheat crop. So, Good, a good week. I mean, uh, we had some bearish news, and we could have uh, had a lot worse showing. Um, so we've got that to be thankful for. Uh, we had some numbers out here on uh, cattle on feed this afternoon, just about uh, 15 minutes ago. Um, uh, on feed at 104%, placed at 101%, marketed at 
all those for the first time in a long, long time, like nine months, kind of like having a baby maybe, um, all those just pegged right on the average estimate. So we had a strong close up $4.05 for the week. Haven't heard of any cash trade yet, but there was some talk that maybe one twelve would trade. This cattle on feed isn't going to scare feedlots uh, into making any sales at lower money. So we trade cash better. We might have three or four more dollars to go to the upside. Highest close we've seen in August live cattle since March 15th. Pretty good close there. Uh, best you could have big numbers. Uh, I mean, those are big numbers on the cattle on feed, but they're expected, well digested. Um, you know, I don't think there's anything bearish about it. It was expected, and we still closed the week strong. So, uh, you know, maybe some good things uh, on the way here in this cattle market, uh, which is the bright spot of the livestock sector, hogs. I threatened, uh, you know, last night to never talk about hogs again. They're down 225 for the week, uh, $13 off of the highs from uh, about three weeks ago. And uh, multi-month lows, uh, contract lows. So pretty ugly on the hog side of the equation. You can't really spin it any other way there. But we got some bright spots started on the grain side and, uh, and a really strong week, uh, you know, several month high in uh, live cattle here today. So good news there. Right on. <clears throat> is the weather, I mean, is that the strong weather that's gone through there? But when I talked to uh, Kirk Hins from Bam Weather here earlier, it's pretty spotty. The, the rain that this folks need. So how's the how's that playing in the market right now, and how does that look? Yeah, I think that's part of the reason you saw beans up 15 and a quarter cents this week. Uh, the, as you compare a week ago, you know, the, the forecast, um, you know, seven days ago, last Friday, um, had a bunch of rain in it. It didn't materialize. Some rain did, and, and some of those rains were really beneficial and really good. But if you look at the area that those rains were supposed to cover, um, it's not nearly as big as what was expected a week ago. Uh, so a lot of areas getting shortchanged. So I think that's part of the reason, number one, why we saw crop conditions drop 3%. And number two, why we've seen a little bump in the market uh, this week. It's not a disaster, but I mean, we're kind of critical time frame on all this corn. And uh, especially if you throw some hotter temperatures back in here, um, which I know uh, not to put words in their mouth. I think the guys at BAM weather are maybe thinking that uh, is the way this thing could play out as you get, you know, kind of at the end of July here in the first uh, 10 days of August, is that heat coming back? If you add that and there hasn't been much more rain in these dry areas, you're going to shave yield back. I mean, there's just no question about it. So it won't be disastrous. I mean, some of this corn probably had the potential, I know, in Illinois uh, to be, you know, 220, 230 bushel corn. You know, it's not going to be disastrous. If they don't get any more rain in two or three weeks and it gets hot again, you're still probably looking at 200, 205, 210 bushel corn, but you might take 20, 25 bushels off the top of it with a tip back and poor grain fill. Uh, so it matters, and it's on some good ground, and uh, we need some more general rains than what we've seen. And that'll start affecting beans as well, regardless of what's happening in China. If August kicks off hot and dry, uh, you know, August uh, is, is kind of the month that makes or breaks the beans. And uh, if we go back to hot, dry in August... Um, you know, there's plenty of upside left in beans, irregardless of what happens with uh, Chinese trade. So weather is still the biggest uh, issue here. Another two to three weeks uh, in, in corn and five to six in beans. Yeah. So, okay, again, the tip back issue, fill issues, those kind of stuff. We've been seeing a lot of that stuff come out on Twitter a lot, where they're talking about a bunch of different stuff. 
Yeah, you, you, you kind of hit it. It's hard to gauge. Yeah, you kind of hit it. You always too. hear that this time of year yeah. uh, and see pictures on Twitter. Um, I have talked to three producers um, directly that uh, have walked fields, have shown me uh, fields. Uh, one's in southern Indiana, uh, one's in kind of central Indiana, one's in Illinois, uh, of some tip back. And you don't know, sometimes that's hybrid specific. Uh, you don't know if that's a, a, a overall problem yet, but there is some of that out there. Uh, i talked to a producer in Kentucky that um, when they pollinated, it was really hot, like 95, 98 degrees. And uh, he's, he showed me some pictures of some fields uh, that had some pollination issues. Uh, again, you don't, I'm not saying it's every field out there, and there's some of that every year. Um, but you are starting to hear that. And if it stays dry, I mean, that's, you're going to hear more and more of that um, and see more tip back and, you know, poor grain fill, shallow kernels. And all that just equates to is your bottom line yield. So um, that's what the market's going to be on alert for. The Monday afternoon's crop condition report, um, you know, see if we stabilize or drop more. And uh, then as you get deeper into this, the next two, three weeks, you know, what are the field report? You know, what's it really look like out in the field? And um, then you can maybe get a better sense for, yes, it was hot and it took a toll. It's not disastrous, but it definitely took, you know, the top end of our yield out. Or, no, it's a monstrous crop and it's yet to be determined. And it's big. I think it's, it's still big. I think possibly, though, we may have traded the biggest crop size in corn already. Um, you know, there was plenty of talk. The average estimate for the July crop report was, I think, about 176 bushels, 176 and a half. I think we were trading that, you know, 177-ish already. And if it stays dry for another two weeks, that might be really difficult to hit. So then the market's got to kind of back its, um, you know, estimates up. And as big as demand is on corn, you know, just between, um, call it a 171 and 177, is a fair amount. I mean, it's not a dollar a bushel, but, um, you know, it's could be 50, 60 cents pretty easily um, because demand's so big, we need those bushels. So it, it all matters. This year. Even though, you know, everybody, uh, everybody outside of Iowa and, and Illinois say we don't matter, um, but everyone does this year. I mean, we need every, every bushel from every state because uh, we've got massive demand base built up. It's a good problem to have. It is, and shrinking world stocks. The rest of the world, um, you know, Brazil crop was down. The European crop's going to be down. Ukraine crop's down. Uh, and we're in the driver's seat, man. We're the cheapest source in the world. Uh, we got plenty of supply, but the world supply is shrinking, and uh, these end users are starting to come to the table as well. And uh, it's a good combination to have. It, it's going to help us get rid of a big crop and, and probably not go as low as what, uh, you know, people in the worst case uh, envisioned. Right on. Well, eight dollar corn is back. I'm mean, jacked. Can't uh, wait. Hey, now, I didn't say that. You got to get the four first. Half of eight dollar corn is definitely back in play by this winter. I said. Right but on, man. I don't know about eight dollar corn. Yeah, no, that's. But for sure, four. We'll I like. Four. I like that five five dollar five fifty corn. I like that. Well, we may have to wait uh, ten to twelve months um, if, if that's going to happen. Yep. Um, but you could certainly get back, you know, well north of four. Yeah. Uh, by winter, depending on crop size, and ten dollar plus beans aren't on the question either. Right on. Well, good things, and that's what happened. You know, cure for low prices are low prices, so things are exactly things are headed back in good direction. We've got them now. Yeah, we've got them now, and you, you, the thing is, you don't know about the demand. If all of a sudden we get these trade deals figured out, NAFTA and China, yeah, 
um, then the demand's really there. So you, you've been that'll mean we're artificially too low for too long a period. We'll go snapping back yep. uh, really quick if that happens. Right on, man. Well, never a better time to have a plan than now, Chip. So if guys want to work on that plan, how would they get a hold of you? Yeah, just call our office, 309-550-7213, and uh, we'd love to chat with you. All right, Chip. Have a good weekend, buddy, and until then, we'll talk to you Monday. Hey, you do the same. All right, man. All right, thanks. Hello, welcome to Moving Iron Podcast, weather with fan meteorologist Kirk Hens. Man, looks like there's another big round of nasty weather rolling through the upper Midwest, man. Yeah, we're kind of right in our, our neck of the woods here. We've got multiple tornado warnings kind of going on right now. So, in fact, a couple of confirmed tornadoes going on, one kind of heading towards the Louisville metro area. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a concerning situation, no question about it. Uh, hopefully people take it seriously for sure. Um, offering some good precipitation for many. Um, not, not really going to see, probably won't even see a drop of rainfall here in Indianapolis, unfortunately. Um, we really need it, man. It's uh it's, it's a good thing. Some people are getting it, but a lot of people are missing out, unfortunately. Yeah, so that it's more of a scattered rain deal, rain event than, yeah. than what you yeah. anticipated? Yeah, I would say our, our models, or at least the global models, like the European GFS model, they have a hard time picking up on, like, single cells or super cells, so it makes it look a lot worse than or a lot more rainfall than it is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, some areas definitely getting one to three inches, but many are not getting the rainfall, certainly, that they need, no doubt. Right on. So how does it look through the Dakotas, down through central, uh, the central part of the U.S.? Yeah, it's, it's looking like an overall quiet weekend across the central northern plains for now. I think as we kind of get into next week, we start building in a lot more moisture, and, and we kind of repeat the pattern. We get a little bit more active for there for sure. So I'm sure many are, are glad, at least in the northern plains and some of these areas that have gotten a lot of rainfall lately, that mm-hmm. see a little bit of relief. But I, I do think it it does come back with some above normal moisture as we get into the next couple weeks. Right on. How's the southeast look? About the same. I would say southern southern U.S., another day of 100, 110. There's heat mm-hmm. indices, 115 degrees going on there right now. So I would say at least another, I would say into early next week, confidence is high, and I think it can actually reload down there too. I, I know we're pretty warm and dry down there in our week two forecast. So I don't see much of any relief down there, unfortunately. Yeah, right on. Okay. Well, man, it's uh, it's Friday here, so, uh, man, have a good weekend. I'm sure you're going to be busy yeah. watching storms all <laughs> afternoon and into the night. Always so yeah. take care of yourself, and we'll talk to you on Monday. All righty, guys. I appreciate it. All right, man. Thanks. Yep. Moving higher in the 21st century.